If you're tired of the standard business and marketing fundamentals, frameworks, and funnels, (laughs) you need a little mischief. Get ready to turn up the volume on the CEO Mischief Maker podcast, where you access conversations with seasoned business owners who have smashed through mindset barriers, innovated the standard boring business and marketing playbooks, and executed future-paced strategies with bleeding-edge tools and tactics to micro-fail their way into massive success and growth. We are Mindset Impact Strategic Catalysts, helping innovative entrepreneurs focus. We are CEO Mischief Makers. Ready to make a little mischief? Hey, CEO Mischief Makers, MKJ here, and I get to chat with someone I've known for quite a long time. We once shared a a plane ride part of the way home, and I think I dominated that conversation. I was so excited about what I was doing at the time. So I really can't wait to have a conversation with Monica Louie. Monica, how are you doing? I'm great. It's always great chatting with you. I love... So that was a great plane ride. I've got to say, I was... So I remember it very well. Do you mind if I tell the story real fast? Go uh, for it. <laughs> so we were we were both heading back home after the social media marketing world. And I remember being disappointed that I had a layover because you're in California. I was living right outside Portland, Oregon at the time. And I remember going into a plane ride, disappointed that I had a layover. But then when I found out you and I were on the same flight, I was like, oh, I knew that there had to be a reason I needed to have a layover. And so it was a great conversation. I loved it. It was, it was great to get to know you. It was so fun. It was just, it was really a blast. But tell everybody, they may not know you as well as I do. Tell everyone kind of what you do, who you are and what you do. Yes. So I'm Monica Louie. I'm a Facebook and Instagram ads strategist, and I run a Facebook and Instagram ads agency and education company. So I think I get the best of both worlds. We we get to rock our ads that we create for our clients and implement those strategies. And then I get to teach what's working now to my students and I get to speak at various conferences and it's a lot of fun. So I'm loving it. Isn't it a blast? It is. It really, when we're passionate about something, really every opportunity we get to share what we love it just makes our lives and those around us so much brighter. So, all right. I know you have gone through many iterations of what you do. And I, I have to say working in Facebook ads or Google ads or TikTok ads or <laughs> any kind of ads, that is a black box. And it hurts my head when I open business manager, it just hurts my brain. So I just don't go there. So I like the the pictorial representation, right? Like chatbots, I get to take a block and put it here and connect it to a block here. And I'm very visual in that respect. Business manager is not that. It is one of the most confusing places I've ever been online. So with that in mind, that's just me and the way my brain works. What kind of mindset shifts have you had to, to navigate in order to not just understand that mess of a thing? but be able to thrive with it and, and go from, okay, I kind of get what this is, but man, I can create amazing success with this tool. What mindset shifts did you have to use to do that? Yeah. Well, and I'll say too, that with business manager, you know, every time my team and I talk about this all the time, every time you think that you've got it down, <laughs> then they'll change something and move something that was here for the last two years. It was right here. And then they move it and you have to go find it. So anyway, so yes, it keeps us on our toes to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> as far as the mindset shifts for being in this business and, and 
excelling and, and just having joy and, you know, getting to do this. I think about the, the growth that I've had to experience just personally in order to be an agency owner, to build this business, to, you know, step into the idea of, yes, I can do this. And I think that that's something that I did struggle with, you know, of who am I to do this? And I know when I was first learning Facebook ads for my, for my own blog, I had a blog in the personal finance space a number of years ago. And that's where I learned Facebook ads. And I remember being so nervous to do my first campaign. I was just hoping and praying that it was going to work, that I wasn't going to be wasting my money or my time, but mostly my money. And it worked and it worked great. And so, but then when people started to reach out for my help to help them with their own Facebook ads, at first I was very, you know, very hesitant. I was like, oh, I don't, you know, I'm no expert. I, I only know what worked for me. And, you know, but I kind of tiptoed into that as people wanted my help and I helped them, you know, I was very open about my, you know, experience at the time. And once I saw that things were working, that helped me build confidence. And so doing it, having success, you know, learning from when things didn't go well or didn't go as expected, learning from those experiences, that helps to, you know, set me up for the next challenge that would come along. And so when I first started this business with Facebook ads, I ended up selling my blog at the end of 2016. And at first, I just started with Facebook ads coaching. I felt really good about helping people one-on-one create campaigns. We would create campaigns together. And then as people started reaching out for my help and I could see my schedule getting full, then that's where I saw that I could create a course to help more people at a lower price point, but put my strategies in, into a course. So I did that. So I had to, you know... Now consider myself as a course creator who, you know, get over that, uh, who am I to be teaching this to not just one person, you know, having a conversation, but putting it in a way that other people could understand it. And then when people started reaching out for us to manage their ads for them, that was a whole nother step because I felt confident in the fact that I could teach Facebook ads, but I felt like a whole nother level of responsibility to be able to do it for somebody and for their brand and their audience and their offerings. And so, you know, we kind of tiptoed, took it slow, developing our processes. And then once we felt like we really had a good grasp on that, that's when we started to open up the agency to bring on more clients. So it really was an incremental approach and just, you know, pushing, stepping out of the comfort zone a little bit, getting more confident, getting more comfortable, and then, you know, continuing to challenge myself and keep going. Yeah. Thank you for that, because it is, it really comes down to a confidence idea, right? It really does yeah. come down to, do I really, do I really know what I'm talking about? Is this, is this something I really can do um, and understand and advocate for? And especially when you're talking about managing another client's Facebook ads, we're talking lots of money people spend yes. on ads. Yes. How do you do that? How did you, how did you go from this worked for me, but I don't know. And how did you find that confidence? What, I mean, obviously you didn't, you didn't just jump out of the gate from, I did this and I spent $10,000 and it works great for me. And then go to like a million dollars an account. You don't just jump, right? You're going to yeah. take that incrementally. So how did you build that confidence incrementally to be able to handle, I'm sure, lots of money that your clients are spending on ads? Yeah. Well, from day one, the, you know, when we started managing ads for other people, I always, you know, talk to my team about, we look at this as if it's our own money on the line. We make decisions 
and we watch the campaigns and we make decisions just as if it's our own money on the line. So that's the way that I've always approached ads. And so that helps us make good decisions going forward um, in which ads to, you know, turn off completely, where, when to brainstorm new ads, when to test new targeting ideas. So that's the way that I approach it. And so really at the beginning, you know, it's just having those little wins of at first when I could teach somebody, you know, one-on-one, we could create a campaign together that had really great success. That was major for me and my confidence. And then going on to, you know, launching my course and getting great feedback around that, where people are like, oh, I went through your course. It was amazing. And look at my success and my results. That felt so good because I, that was a different way of teaching it rather than one-on-one and hearing their questions in real time. I didn't know if I could package it and really capture everything they needed to know. Um, and so there was that. And then with running other people's ads with their own brand and their own messaging, their own personality and their own offerings and audiences, completely different from mine. And then now we've worked in a variety of niches and we're able to you know, learn each brand um, and then execute ads, but also add strategy and help them with their marketing strategy overall in such a great way that they're getting great success and so each win just compounds. And so, yeah, it's just, you know, testing new things and also not, I had to learn also not to be too hard on myself when it didn't work, when an ad, you know, a campaign just didn't work the way that we hoped it would, the way we expected it to looking at why was that the case? What was it about? Was it the ad? Was it the offer? Was it the sales page? Was it the lane? You know, looking at the things to figure out what we can tweak to test again or maybe, you know, at times it's just, okay, let's move on to something else. So just being okay with that. I really had to get over that. I don't want to say sense of ownership because I still feel a sense of ownership when it's all of our campaigns. But you know what I mean? Where it's not judgment. the end of the day. It's a judgment. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's like we're judging ourselves. I have to have all the answers and be perfect with every single campaign. So there are, and, and that's something that we talk to our clients a lot about. And the ones that are most successful understand that it's just part of business. You know, they've been doing this for several years. They understand there's going to be highs, there's going to be lows, but most part we're going in the right direction. Absolutely. You know, I just, it just reminds me of this, this concept. I just wrote a chapter in a book that's coming out in spring of 2023. And this chapter was about AI and marketing using AI and really exactly what you just said. We tweak it. We split test it. We say, okay, is it the landing page? Is it the, the creative? Is it the you know, image or the video? Is it the headline? There's so many, so many parameters that we could tweak until you know, we were the you know, sun died <laughs> in the sky. We could tweak all these parameters every time. But luckily, this is one of the things that's making life easier for us is there are tools that we can actually use to look at all those, the performance of all those different parameters. And there's specifically AI tools where we can look at the performance of all those parameters at the same time. Whereas we can only split test. This is the the rule, right? I mean, how many things do you Mm -hmm. split test at one time? Yeah. Now, Yeah, the algorithm will get overloaded if you're testing too many different things. So we don't want to overload it. And so we only have, you know, we probably do about three ads at a time to really see how that's going because we don't want to give the algorithm too much for it to be spread too thin. Yeah. And so why would we judge ourselves as bad when Mm -hmm. we're even going to overload an algorithm for crime and sakes? 
Yeah, it's really tough when we look at judgment of ourselves. That I think that's the biggest mindset. So you talked about confidence and then mm-hmm. judgment and those two things. And then I love how you went through the steps each time you get a, a win or a positive outcome. Then the next one, you're prepared so that you can deal with whatever difficulties might happen along the way and be ready for the next win and actually kind of almost predict it. That's probably why you're so successful with your agency. It's almost like you can predict the wins because you know how to quickly adapt and iterate as you go along, which we'll talk about in our next our next conversation. Wow. So take me through, because we haven't really talked very much on this podcast about a team. So that's us personally dealing with our own you know, mindset shifts that we have to, to accommodate. What about your team? How are you helping them progress either to your level or beyond? Because I try and hire smarter people than me <laughs> for sure in my, my uh, company, but how do you help them? How do you help your team handle the mindset shifts they need to have in order to grow along with you? Yeah. Well, we look at, I mean, growing a team has been a, a challenge also that I was brand new to as I went into business. And in my corporate career, I was never in management. I worked with, you know, team members, but I was never, you know, the one in charge, so to speak. And so that has been, you know, learning those leadership skills has been totally new to me. That's something that I've definitely been working on the entire time I've been growing my business. And then also, you know, as far as the team, finding the right people, hiring the right people, you know, knowing what you're looking for when hiring has been really key to finding great people. And so you learn, you know, you you learn what doesn't work and then you learn what does and you focus on that. As far as training my team and helping them to be better, we look together. We share, it's an entirely virtual team. I've got team members all over the United States. And so we're on Zoom every single day hearing screens, looking at things together. And we also talk about when things go really well, why did that work so well? What really worked about that? And what can we learn about that for the next launch or the next campaign for this client? And then how can we take what really worked over here with this client and then incorporate that? Maybe, you know, make a suggestion to this client over here or share, you know, a strategy idea over there. Um, And then the same thing, when things don't go well, then we look at, well, why didn't that work as well? What about that wasn't, you know, just didn't work as well. And so we will look at that, whether it's something in our processes that we can improve. I know every time I feel like a sense of frustration in my business, there's something that we can do that's probably process oriented to help us better meet that next time or get ahead of it next time so that we don't encounter that same challenge or at least to that same level. So always looking at reiterating, you know, iterating our processes and talking with my team and and also acknowledging that mistakes are okay. Things will happen. We're all human. And as much as we try and prepare and be on top of, you know, everything that could go wrong, there are going to be things that go wrong. Client's going to throw a wrench into a campaign strategy at the last second. You know, there's going to be something that comes up. So what can we do to better get ahead of those things and, you know, celebrate our wins and also acknowledge that not everything's going to go perfectly. It sounds like you have an environment of openness and transparency and allowing for people to be human. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is the key, really, for allowing people to grow along with you. Because if people are held to a standard that is unattainable, and that usually is where perfection comes into play, you're either perfect or you're out. 
you're not going to have growth. You're not going to have growth of humans, which are really what are going to help grow your company. Wow. Okay. Any last idea? Or let me ask you this, where, where you're headed, because I know you're growing your business, you're growing your training programs. What mindset shifts do you anticipate or that you are grappling with right now that will help you actually grow to the next level in your business? Yeah. So I'm looking at who do I need to be as a leader of this business? You know, when we get to the next level, who do I need to be right now so that that's just inevitable? So I'm working on that. My team and I talk about that in every single team meeting. We're talking about what we're doing to improve ourselves and our mindset shifts so that we can step into who we need to be to grow this company together. So we're always talking about that, but also having a plan for not if we get there, but when we get there, what we're going to do at that next level, what we're looking forward to, what we're, you know, what we're going to achieve and what we're going to implement for ourselves and for our clients and for our offerings and what that's going to mean as we continue to grow. So we're always talking about that. Well, looking at what do we need to do today? We're also also focused on what is coming and what's ahead. Okay, hold on. If your mindset was shifted, you were inspired to innovate and you were spurred into action, don't just move on with your day. Focus, my friend, and take a few minutes to visit ceomischiefmaker.com to learn more about the value that was shared with you today. Please act now and create some CEO mischief of your own. 